and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? This is it! Five, six, seven, eight. talent and see what we can do with it. You're gonna make me believe that you belong on that stage. Dancing on that show is my dream. Tommy, can you hear me? Aren't you tired trying to fill that void? Or do you need more? Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? Is that me? That's you. You just write that now? Yeah. Pretty good. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Movie Musical Shakedown brought to you by the Onstage Blog Podcast Network. I am your host, Chris Peterson, founder, editor-in-chief of Onstage Blog at onstageblog.com. Thrilled, excited, enthused, uh, over the moon that you're joining us on this podcast. Movie Musical Shakedown is back, season two. This is the season two premiere. And a couple of changes about this podcast going forward. I have narrowed down... My co-hosts. Um, in the past, season one, we were kind of all over the place. We had, gosh, I think at one point nine or ten different people co-hosting with me. We're going to make things a little more consistent on this podcast, so I basically narrowed it down to like three or four, so to speak. And you're going to hear one of them today, uh, the phenomenal Grace Aki, who I'm really, really excited uh, to be doing podcasts with because she's just incredible, brings great perspective, knowledge, insight, the whole nine yards. And... We want to kick off season two with really, I guess you could call it the most recent movie musical, I, I guess. Uh, it's The Star is Born. And uh, this movie came out literally a year ago, generated a ton of Oscar buzz that sadly, in some ways, you know, teetered off a little bit. It, it started really hot and then it kind of cooled off, uh, but produced some great music. Shallow is actually the second most rewarded song of all time. It's won 24 awards, which I think is crazy to think about. So, um, and it won the Oscar for best original song, obviously, and it's got, you know, nominations galore. So, um, but is it a good movie? You know, is it, is it a actually good movie musical? And we're going to definitely dig into that during this podcast. We're going to ask some, some great questions. And there's, there's things about this movie that definitely, now that a year has passed, now that the you know the honeymoon period with this movie, I guess you could call it, uh, is over, really can deep dive and ask some serious questions about the content of this film. So we're going to do all that during this podcast. We're also going to obviously name our awards, give out some great um, ratings on how we felt about you know the singing, the acting, all that stuff. Talk about some interesting casting what ifs because this has some pretty famous developmental stories as well. So we're going to get into all of it during this podcast. But this is season two. The the movie musical shakedown. I've never gotten into a season two of a podcast before, so I'm I'm thrilled. This is great. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break. When I come back, Grace is gonna join me. We're gonna break it all down. But first, as always, here's the trailer. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Maybe it's time to let the old ways. 
a lot to change, man. Hell, it takes a lot to try. You know, man, in the old days, I always knew, like, you were going to do something, that you'd be all right. It's the first time I'm worried about you. Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Tell me something, girl. Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they liked the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. In all the good times, I find myself longing for change. Here's what we're going to do. Come sing that song that I love. No, I can't do that. Here, come on, here we go. It's not funny. Look at me. All you got to do is trust me. That's all you got to do. And we're back. And I'm now joined by, I, I'm going to just announce this now and just make the formal announcement, Grace. I'm now joined with one of my permanent co-hosts, Miss Grace Aki. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm so excited to do this. I'd like to, I'm just staying on the varsity team at this I, point. I mean, it's, it's, you, you did one podcast with us. It was so good. Uh, <sighs> got so many great feedback. And I've been looking for, you know, basically someone who I'm like, you know what? I, I want to just make this kind of a permanent slot, so to speak. So, I mean, you just were awesome. So why not bring you on full time? Thank you. I feel like I've Sutton fostered myself in this <laughs> Millie situation. I'm like, I'll step in the role. <laughs> Please. Exactly. And, you know, Perfect. and I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it uh, for the listeners, but um, Grace has kind of sent me a, a list of all the, the movie musicals she wants to do. And my God, it looks epic. So I cannot wait to jump into that. And um yeah, we're doing it today. We're starting off today with <laughs> A Star is Born. A Star is Born 2018. We have to make sure we, we note that because we're not we're not jumping back just yet to do uh, the past ones, uh, so to speak. Those, I think, deserve their own singular episodes or maybe just one with the previous ones. I don't know, but we'll Perfect. see. Perfect. Yeah, but, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, we're doing 2018s. This was a movie uh, that I... <laughs> As I as I rewatched it for this podcast, I said to myself, "I don't like watching this movie. It's a phenomenal movie. I just <laughs> I don't like how I feel." <laughs> I got I got this thing. Uh, someone said to me, um, "It's basically like this is us with music, <laughs> where you're like, I want to be beaten up and torn down emotionally, but I why do I like it so much? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's that." feeling you're like why do i do this to myself i'm gonna keep doing it to myself right exactly it's like i just i want to stop but i can't and you know i know I'll, i know i'm gonna probably watch this again in the next year or two so i just i'm already predicting that but um grace i want to ask you have you seen the previous have you already seen the previous incarnations of this movie it has been lifetimes ago i will say okay um, mm -hmm. I was definitely a lot younger when I watched the other version. The one that's most, like, you know, in the forefront of my mind is, like, Judy Garland's. Mm. Um, and then there were just so many glimpses of um, of Babs in this version because 
because Lady Gaga is kind of our Streisand, I would feel, you know, mm, just, okay. just like her essence on camera. And then, of course, some of her features as well. It's it's very reminiscent in that regard. So, yeah, I've seen I've seen the others, but this one is just wildly different. I think that's a great word for it. Wildly different. I was going to ask you, do you think this is the best of all of them? <laughs> It's so funny because, as we know, they're all derivative of each other, right? Mm, mm-hmm. But they're all totally different movies. So it's kind of hard for me to be like, yeah, it's the best one. I think it's it's probably, I'm going to say it's the best one because it's of my time. Mm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a very honest portrayal in my eyes of alcohol abuse. It's, it's an honest portrayal of a lot of things, uh, pop star, stardom you know, that I can see really happening. Um, Alec Baldwin's cameo, so real, so realistic mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> at SNL. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's my favorite. Just why not? Why not, right? Why yeah. not? Yeah, let me ask you, uh, you know, I, it, it was it was tough because there, there are things that I love about this movie and there are things that I, I kind of, and we'll talk about during this during like niche moments, but there's definitely some things about this movie that I'm like, ugh. I wish that was different and I wish I liked that more and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, I think the highs in this movie are higher than any of the other movies reached, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and, and also I think it contains the most surprises for me. Um, I, I, Oh yeah. I was surprised by Bradley Cooper's directing ability, um, but I was not surprised by Lady Gaga's acting at oh, all. Hell? No, I mean, she's, she's a theater She's kid, a musical so. theater student, right. <laughs> I mean, going back to her cameo on The Sopranos, who could forget her at the pool? Um, <laughs> just as Stephanie. Uh, no, but she's, I think at the heart of it, yeah, she's a theater kid. And like, we got to see that finally. And then when we see her in Funny Girl, inevitably, it'll be all full circle. There you go. There yeah. you go. Um let me ask you this. So this movie, when it came out, it came out October 5th of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the second it came out, you had all this Oscar buzz. Like, this was going to be the mm. movie to beat. And then we had, you know, uh, Glenn Close's movie came out. The Favorite came out. Like, you had all this other <laughs> stuff come out. Um, you know, and then, you know, I, I can't remember the, the movie that won Best Picture, but it was uh, Viggo Mortensen and... Um, I was, yes, yes, I saw the Green Book. Green Book, thank you. Yeah. Um, and I felt that maybe if this movie had come out two two months later than it did, so instead mm-hmm. of like October, maybe like Christmas, yeah, I it might have won Best Picture. I don't know, maybe yeah. it lost momentum. What do, you, what do you think about all that? You know, it's funny. I'll tell you, this is a very silly anecdote, but I was actually at the Green Book uh, film premiere in New York, Whoa. and I thought it was an independent film. <laughs> I mean, it's not that it, you know, it, nothing about it. I was like, well, this was low budget. No, but something about it. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is going to do really well. And then it started getting all this Oscar. I went, oh, wait. Oh, no, 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 no. But Gaga. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't realize. So, um, yeah, like, I think that you're right. It's it's a lot of its timing. And then I also think there's this just, and maybe it's a chip on my shoulder where I think it's the silly thing of it's a musical. Mm. And it's not regarded the same way as things that really make you feel. And I'm like, dude, how did you not feel? You right. Know? So right. Maybe it's just me being like, why don't you like the theater kid? Like, <laughs> but now let me ask you this: What did you did you feel that Lady Gaga was robbed of an Oscar? It was stacked, as you know, it was stacked, and I actually mm. didn't see the favorite. So I'm going to be a crummy 
human and say, yeah, she was robbed without having seen the, the, the you know, the woman that won. Um, I thought she was really, really phenomenal. And she proved herself to a community that you've got to really prove yourself to. So, yeah. And I mean, and the chemistry in this movie is off the charts yeah. uh, between the two of them. And we definitely got a, a little bit, a bit of that during the, the Oscar performance as well. It was mm-hmm. just like, I felt like yeah. I needed to like turn off the TV for privacy. Sake. I was I'm uncomfortable like, for a moment. <laughs> I was like, I let me give out. you guys some, let me give you guys some privacy. Don't turn it allowed off. to be here? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, for sure. But yeah, no, just it, like I said, beautifully shot. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I always, I always ask this question about, especially with movies like A Star is Born, is like, where does it fall on that, not necessarily movie musical, but like movie about the music industry, so to speak? And yeah. um, I always felt that Almost Famous is the bar. Like, that's yeah. that's that's, this, that's where you are. And yeah. um, this movie, I don't think it surpasses Almost Famous, but I think it's in the same tier, if that makes sense. Like, I think it's it belongs in the conversation. What do you think about that? I think a thousand percent. It is in the Cameron Crowe realm of honesty and music storytelling because you had an artist in the room. You had a music artist who has been in these positions in a way on the creative team. Now, I don't, you know, Lady Gaga was writing some of the music. Willie Nelson's son was writing some of the music. He co-wrote most of the songs. Like, you've got people working on it that really do this. And Bradley Cooper, as a mentor, uh, was with Eddie Vedder for some time for mm. this movie. And then Eddie Vedder was like, dude, don't tell this story. Like, he kept telling him. He was like, no, no, I'm telling you, but, like, I don't want you to tell people. <laughs> Essentially, but he was like, ah, I'm going to do it anyways. So I think you're right. I think it is top tier in that realm. I think, like, Straight out of Compton mm. is another mm-hmm. one of those. Yep. Um, which, ooh, we should definitely, like, maybe consider that one. Um, there you go. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's right there. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Any other general thoughts before we start getting into our categories? I was looking at this poster and it's just a beautiful poster. I just want to say that really fast. Any of you like dorky dorks still put up movie posters in your room? I think it's a pretty one. Let's move on. <laughs> I think it's one of them. I think it's it's definitely become, I think, one of those like like, like Scarface was in, in, mm. in the hip hop community. Like if you've got a Stars Born poster in your room, we're we're cool. Like that's right, right? Like if you see it in the foreground of like some like teenage show on the CW, you're like that kid might be cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I would get along with them. There you go. Right. There you go. All right, so let's get into our categories with this movie. So, um, folks, we know that when we're watching these these movie musicals, like the goosebumps are going to happen, the tears are going to come, that the the lumps in our throats are going to get better. Um, I call these dusty room moments. Oh my god, uh, did this movie have a lot of them? Um, <laughs> It's like, what's your dusty room? The entire movie. I was about to say, the room is dusty. (laughs) It's a dusty, dusty movie. (laughs) Um, But Grace, were there any moments in this film that really like just, you know, brought you, you know, rocked you to your core, so to speak? So I think I saw this movie near Christmas time, actually. They they ran it in the movie theaters for quite a while, I believe. Mm. And Mm -hmm. it was the holidays for sure in New York, which is already magical. But um, I was I was watching it and then she is walking through, I think, a stadium or something, and the, the, she's shadowed, and then she starts singing a little bit of Somewhere Over the Rainbow at the beginning, mm. which was just a beautiful little homage to Judy Garland. And I got shivers, because I went, oh, that was so special. It was just the way that it was. It just felt like, oh, I, I'm, mm, I'm here for that, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
What about you? Um, every single time she sings, like every <laughs> every single time. Is it the sour? Just like yeah, the the thing, the whole thing. Like every every time she opens her mouth and starts singing, I'm just. I mean, Lady Gaga. I've I've been a a, a little monster since uh, she came <laughs> out, and um, one thing I always appreciated about her and still do is her ability to sing different genres brilliantly. Yeah. Like yeah. give her whatever you want. She'll do it. She'll do it fine. And I don't know what it is about this movie. I kind of equated it to Whitney Houston and the bodyguard where it's like, this is her wheelhouse. Like this is where she should be. And yeah. um, like, this is, this is her, this is where she is amazing. And so just every single song she's singing is just like, I'm just like one face yeah. that I make when I'm, when I'm in, incredible approval of something is this like weird duck face where i'm like hmm and i'm like nodding my head I'm like yeah like a, <laughs> kind of like a zoolander like blue steel look yeah like I, I was doing that throughout this entire movie so yeah it's like that that was a big one for me um mm -hmm. another one that was for me was was towards the end um when when bradley cooper and sam Elliott are in, in the truck mm. and he tells him that you know it you wasn't you it, it wasn't it, it wasn't that it was you mm -hmm. My God, like I was just like, oh God. Um, and then the ending, I mean, the whole thing is yeah. just, you know, it's a- They do a good job of not even making that appear silly or mm. like, like, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, we have to say that, that you felt that so many times and you never were exhausted by it. And you weren't like, all right, come on. Cause there's times when you see movies and you're like, we get it. You right. know? So, so I think that that's kind of a great point to like Bradley's direction is that like he, he did that for us, which is awesome. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. any, any other just dusty room moments? I think that when she comes out in the drag club from the sparkly little curtain, she comes out and then she starts in Lovey and Rose. Mm. I think we, we're, I mean, were you expecting that song? No. No, no. of course not. You're like, poker face? Like, what? you know, what's going to happen? And then she comes out with that. And again, it was just one of those, like, beautiful vintage moments that went completely appreciated by everybody who either knew the song or maybe didn't know the song, but now love that song because of her. Mm. And it's, you know, that's really special. Love it. I love yeah. it. Oh my gosh! So much, so much emotions watching this movie. Actually, in Lady Gaga herself, I mean, she told she told said in an interview um, when she saw this movie for the first time, the very first shot of the movie, she started bawling and couldn't mm. stop crying through the entire movie. So she gets it. Like, she, <laughs> she understands. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we know that with some of these these movie musicals, not everything age as well. Sometimes when we look back in hindsight, there are some moments in these movies that are just a little bit either dated, uncomfortable, maybe, maybe even not appropriate anymore. Who knows? But I call these yeesh moments where you're just like, like okay, maybe should have cut that or <laughs> rethought that scene. Um, any, any yeesh moments for you, Grace, in, in Star Wars Born? So this is a funny time to mention this because it, this movie came out in 2018. So mm -hmm. <laughs> there's really, there should be no I mean, the 12, past 12 months have been very, you know, revolutionary. This is the yeeshiest of yeeshes. But <laughs> <laughs> this, it's funny because, so for me, I, I don't know. I think that you're going to have good takes on this. Um, but I, I thought that, like, the moment where I was like, ugh, when the i call him orlando bloom knockoff what's his name he's the he's the he's the the manager the manager oh gosh what's his name famously yeah. we always make british people villains which rightfully so right. but mm -hmm. we 
<laughs> we do this thing. And so he's the, uh, the, the agent producer, what have you. And he has this comment at Bradley, um, right out of rehab. And I'm thinking, mm. doesn't this guy know <laughs> that like, maybe that's not a good time to say that. So that one I was kind of yeesh on. Um, the character's name is Rez, by the way. Rez? Rez. Rez, Rez that's oh, right. Man. It gets worse. It mm. gets worse, Chris. That's what's happening. Um, so what, I guess, were your yeesh moments for this? There's a couple. Um, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue a couple things here, and I, want, I definitely want your take on this, because I've, mm. I've, I've read a couple comments, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, okay. First is Jack isn't likable in this entire, like, Jack isn't a likable character. Yeah. And because it's one of those things where he goes from, you know, alcoholic, abusive, suicide. It's just like it, there's nothing really likable about this character. And um, and we're just, you know, the audience sometimes is just supposed to look past that and just say, oh, he's just a damaged individual and things like that. But um, that was my – as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, like I just don't like – I don't like this guy. And mm-hmm. maybe that's the point. I don't know. But this this was a, a take that I, I wanted to read out loud because I, I think it's interesting. One one of the big criticisms of this movie that I've I've read and can kind of see where they're coming from is that it romanticizes abusive relationships. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, here's here's a good quote. So this is a quote from Vox. Where it says this is this 2018 Star is Born is the fourth film to bear the name, and every iteration ends with a suicide. In all of them, a jaded star, always a man, discovers and falls in love with a talented ingenue, always a woman. Every time he struggles with her success and eventually kills himself. Cooper's version gives the jaded male star some backstory describing a barren childhood, but this version also plays into the fantasy that Jackson's suicide releases his wife into stardom. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah. And did you hear me? I literally audibly yished. Um, (laughs) I didn't mean to. Um, I think that that's, it's definitely not a take I initially had watching the film. I can see it though. I mean, we do this thing often where we're like, guys can be like this and it's okay because Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, the woman has to like keep fighting and then she's like still going to make it, but then she's got to, you know, let go of that thing. So I think that's fine. I, but I also watched it and I thought, no, I think that, that that moment between Sam Elliott and Lady Gaga where he looks at her and he's like, he did that to himself. Like, you're not, like, you fell in love and that's great, but mm-hmm. it's okay to know that that wasn't the way it was supposed to be. Like, you're not supposed to feel the way you feel, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought that they, get a, they, ha- they got it right when it, instead of being like, well, now I'm sad end of movie or this is the song end of movie if they hadn't had that conversation there i probably would have been pissed and and agreed more with that comment great take great take yeah. awesome yeah so those are really the only the like yeesh i guess and also i don't know if it's really a yeesh but i don't know like for some reason like I, I for all the good that i loved about this movie i still i felt like their portrayal of the music industry was typical of these movies like uh-huh. oh the music industry it'll you know, eat you up and swallow your hole and spit you out and change you. And like, we've seen that in a thousand movies already. So I was hoping that maybe they were going to unveil something new about the music, music industry, but um, yeah, it didn't really, at least I didn't think it was, it did that. So. Right. Yeah. It was kind of tropey in that way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. So moving on folks, we know that some of these movies do not answer all of our questions. Some of them don't solve every mystery. So I call these lingering questions. Uh, And I know I I, I had a couple, Um, but Grace, did you have any lingering questions about *Stars Born? 
you know, I had a couple. One of them was, uh, what if, okay, what if Orlando Bloom Rez had uh, not said anything? Would we still have Bradley? Um, obviously, with the, with the formula of the film, no. <laughs> but would it have changed that aspect of his recovery? Because why not show a guy that has to go through recovery? That's hard. Um, I think that that was one. And then the other was, why, why did Allie have to immediately engross herself in the pop, like the pop early mm. Lady Gaga moment? Like what right. if she had just Nora Jones herself and stayed Allie as a singer songwriter, would they have been happy? You know, because he, you know, he, they show him losing a lot of respect for her as an artist mm -hmm. when he's like, you know, you're running around why you got to do that thing. That bathtub scene when they have that argument. Yeah which is brutal because they say actual mean things that I think that real couples say that you can't take back, which was a very honest part of that film. But, well, um, read yeah. that, like Bradley Cooper, a lot of, a lot of things he said were unscripted to her. Oh, well, that's mean. <laughs> when, he, when he called her ugly, um, that was not in the script and her reaction is genuine like that. Oh. She felt like devastated that he said that, but she's like, I know why he did it. And I'm, you know, for the scene, I'm glad you did, but mm -hmm. that was like, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that because that, mm -hmm. you, that was genuine, which I thought was awesome. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. Like it had Rez just kept his mouth shut. Like would, <laughs> I, I feel like that, that Jackson was on a destructive path no matter what. And this was yeah. like, if it didn't happen now, it was going to happen on. Yeah, it was just a vehicle for it. Right, but yeah, I, that that was that's a great question. Let me ask you this: There's this is a little great question I had. Would we like this movie as much as we do if the songs were bad? <laughs> no. Like <laughs> hell no. Like this movie definitely is aided by the fact that most of these songs are amazing, and I just think with the, the way that original music is written nowadays, sometimes it's very miss. Uh, if these songs were bad, <laughs> like, if, if the songs were bad, it would just be heartbreak after heartbreak, <laughs> plot wise. Right. Yeah, no, I think we would hate this. I think we wouldn't be talking about it. The movie on, on Shallow being really, really good. I remember sitting in the theater, and after Shallow played, um, my husband and I looked at each other and we were like, oh, we've got to cover this song. Mm. Little did we know. And we were like, we're never touching that song. I mean, <laughs> there's only one cover that I recommend you guys. And it's Carmen Cusack and Paula Alexander Nolan at 54 Below. YouTube oh. it right now. It's the only cover worth listening to. <laughs> All right, well, I'll have to do that next because I haven't heard yeah. it. So that's so, awesome. No, we'd hate it. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this too. This is actually another lingering question. Um, do you think that mental that Jackson's mental health needed to be addressed more clearly in this movie. I think, yeah. Upon seeing it the first time I was like, this is just bad alcoholism. And then the second time I went, Oh, there, honey, there's more. <laughs> there's so mm. much more. I agree with you. I think that if they're going to, I think be uh, more blatant with that, I think that they need to call that out the way they called everything else out. Mm. Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I, I, it was, it was one of those things where, I, I very clearly thought that, you know, Jackson had some sort of, you know, bipolar um, issue. And I just felt that not to use it as a crutch or an excuse, but by just at least defining it. And like, I, I think it would, 
layer him a little bit more in terms of you know this is why he's doing this and this is why he's doing that mm-hmm. um and and may, might have made that character at least to me a little bit more um i don't want to use the word likable but at least not as detestable as i found him no you kind of have to have that you kind of yeah. have to because if you're gonna yeah if you're gonna paint him this way and then just be like oh well he drinks it's like well actually he's just he can't he doesn't go to therapy he doesn't do blank 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 and blank right um he does this to get rid of that feeling so yeah i think that's a good take good point any other lingering questions no all right let's move on let's do it all right so before we get into our rankings uh or ratings i should say for singing acting dancing and design um i'm gonna throw you a couple curveballs of the would this movie have been better if this person was cast oh yeah 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 okay so one. So there's a couple that are pretty well known. Um, the first is that very famously, this was supposed to be Beyonce. Yep. Up until I think 2015, this was supposed to be Beyonce with, <laughs> with Clint Eastwood directing and then things kind of fell apart. Beyonce wanted to do an album and that was it. Be Beyonce, you mean? Yeah. Be Beyonce, <laughs> actually do her job, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously it would have been a completely different movie. I think a completely different genre of music, obviously as well. Um, but would this movie have been better with Beyonce. I don't think it'd be better. I think it would be a different movie. I mean, we've seen her in an ingenue diva light, Dream Girls. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it'd be a different character. I think that she has the range. It's not that I'm saying that she played the same way, but I think it'd be a different movie. I think that the way that uh, Beyonce came up in this industry is totally different than how Lady Gaga came up in this industry. And I think that Gaga, Stephanie, whoever brings this real singer, songwriter, uh, soul passion to it in just a different way than um, I think Beyonce would have. Also, just seeing Beyonce opposite Bradley, would we even notice Bradley? Like, I think mm. that I think that Gaga like compliments Bradley so well. I think they build each other up, but I think it would have been the Beyonce show and Bradley directing. I don't think that it would have been a you know what I'm saying? I think she's right. just so she's just dominating in an incredible way that it wouldn't. I don't think that that would have been a good mm. fit. And when they were trying to mix and match the Jacksons and the the alleys of the in this movie, uh, another alley potential alley was Shakira. 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 Um, so weird choice. Um, again, <laughs> very different music genre. Would we have? <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow, that would have been that again would be a great movie. I think mm-hmm. it'd be totally different. And I think that also, you're right, the genre of music would be different. Would we have liked that soundtrack? Do I love the Dirty Dancing 2 Havana Night soundtrack with her and Wyclef Jean? Of course I do. Of course you do. Of course I do. <laughs> but it is different, you know? And um, yeah, I mean, there's even, you know, J-Lo was considered. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Will Smith considered. Yep. Uh, Leo DiCaprio again, always considered. Always Leo. Who cannot sing. I think the closest person that I thought to myself, at least from an acting standpoint, that might have done a, a better job, if if that's possible, than Bradley Cooper was Christian Bale. Like that was oh. the that was the other rumor. I was like, oh, and then we would have gotten Christian Bale singing again, and then oh. I'm like, your newsies guy. My newsies, like it <laughs> comes back, and I'm like, hmm. That was the one that I was like, I, I seriously paused and said, oh, that would have been maybe really good. Um, I think you're right on the money. I think that that would have been on par, if not more interesting than mm. what we saw, for sure. 
And then one of the last one I want to throw at you, which I thought was interesting, was the role of Ali's dad, which famously went to Andrew Dice Clay, by the way, who was fantastic. I mean, <laughs> so good. I mean, who could forget him in Blue Jasmine, though? Oh, I mean, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. He has come back in full force. And I think people forget that Dice is a comedy character that he did for stand up. It wasn't him because people right. are like, he says the nastiest things. I'm like, no, no, no. Dice says the nastiest things. Andrew Clay is an incredible actor. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was awesome that it was him. But who, what's what's going on there? John Travolta was considered. Stop. Stop. And yeah, I was going to say, what do you think? Would this movie have been better with John Travolta? I don't know John Travolta anymore, Chris. I don't <laughs> know him anymore. He is not, he is not the young, like he's not, <laughs> John Travolta that we have today is not a real person. Nope. And John Travolta of 1979 is a different man. There you go. We need to respect his, his privacy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny. I'm so glad that we've are like the first podcast I did of this, of this podcast, the first episode was Greece because I wanted to get it out of the way. I was like, I just, I don't want to return to Travolta. There's no reason to. <laughs> so did you do hairspray? Oh shit. Did I? Please don't. Oh, we have. We did. We did his free too. Thankfully. <laughs> so we're, I'm tapped out. Unless we're not yeah. doing, I mean, Saturday Night Fever's dance movie. We've done a couple dance movies. Okay. Uh, might have to do that one. Definitely not doing Stand Alive. So we'll just you know, move on from that. But One uh, scene in Pulp Fiction. We'll do a 13 second episode. <laughs> 13 second podcast. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love okay. it. All right, well, folks, we know that with movie musicals, you need to have really four key areas firing on all cylinders for it to truly be a tremendous movie musical. And that, of course, is the singing, dancing, acting, and design. Um, so what we like to do on this podcast is go through each category and rank it one through 10 and give some reasons why. So, Grace, I'm going to start with you. Singing, one through 10, and why? We have to give this a 10 because... What? <laughs> Gaga? Bradley, Bradley working with a dialect coach for months, nay, mm-hmm. a year, in a in a in an honest, like, true way. He wasn't like, I'm gonna sound like this when I talk, and then I'm gonna sound like Chris Christopherson when I sing. He he is in his vein. Again, him studying under Eddie Vedder as well, I think, really affected him vocally for a minute. Um, but you know, it's it's a yeah. 10, 10, 10, 10. 10, 10, 10. And also, I mean, mucho, again, mucho respect to uh, Bradley Cooper for singing in this. He is not a singer. Like, he never mm-hmm. came up as a singer. Uh, he was, you know, he was the acting student. So we, 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 <laughs> we, he, we, 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 they were in a separate classroom when I was going through school. But, right. um, you know, I, I just, I just respected the heck out of his craft and, and, and the final result I thought was fantastic um, as well. So, yeah, no, yeah, 10, 10s all around. No, there's no messing around with that. I've heard people have said that like Bradley Cooper brings down the the score, like the average. So like Gaga's a ten, he's like a seven. So you meet in the middle, but no, it's 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 a ten. I think it's a ten, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So the dancing. This was weird because. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could find was the the dance number she did on SNL, and that was like the. Right. So I kind of I I just put it as non applicable, but I mean, did you put it? Did you have a score for the dance? Well, those are her dancers, so I thought That's they right. did a great yes. job. Yes. So, I mean, I yeah, let's give it a six. Let's give it a six. <laughs> yeah, because she For... fires them in the movie. So. <laughs> they must suck. Yeah. All right. Um, acting. How do you feel about the acting in this? Pretty simple. I think that the acting was some of the most honest work that I've seen across the board in a long time. Mm. Like, I'm going from, like, 
from Bradley and Gaga all the way to Shangela and Willem and their improvised scenes in the bar. You know, mm-hmm. like it's all right there. There's never a moment where I'm like, I could have done without you, except nay, Rez, our Orlando Bloom <laughs> knockoff. He's got uh, to go. Well, Anyways, he's got to go. Got to go. Yeah. Uh, also, Anthony Ramos bringing it, bringing it in this movie too. I Am think. I bitter that Damon didn't get that part over him because I read that script with him night after night in a tiny apartment right before that audition? You bet your ass. Okay? Bet your- <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything about Anthony Ramos. Stop taking my husband's parts. You're great. Leave me alone. There you go. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be a constant thing with these musicals? Like, if I with, <laughs> next year when we do In the Heights, are you going to be like, listen, I can't talk about this movie? Oh, we, you're already on, you're on track. You're on board, Chris. <laughs> you already know my life. I love you're- it. Oh, I, I, this is why, this is why this, this you're the perfect person for this. This is great. Because um, I've read these scripts. <laughs> oh, damn you, West Side Story. Um, <laughs> Who's so, Chino, though? Who's Chino? Hmm. There, there, Who's to say? Anyways, uh, how about the design of this movie? Interesting design. I mean, you know, it's not like you, you're doing elaborate set pieces and things like that. But what do you think about the design of this? I thought that, like, artistically, I I equate it to like an Instagram filter. They really they <laughs> took. I mean, it's just all one uh, vision. Like, if you noticed each um, costume piece and each uh, the sets, like she's always in like a mustardy brown or like some light. They match each other the whole movie. Mm. Um, the colors, depending on where they are. But then when she changes her hair to red, there's a shift in the film. I thought that, like, artistically, pretty, pretty bold, pretty, pretty spot on. Mm, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gave it, I gave it a ten. I mean, even though it, it, you know, you're not doing a, you know, a ton of stretch with costume design or yeah. something. Like everything worked. I thought everything looked authentic. Everything looked thought it looked real. Um, in that world, so to speak, nothing right. too fake to me, so to speak. So there exactly. You there you go. So ten, yeah. pretty much tens all around for this movie. That's this all. is annoying. It's ten. See, we, we our last episode was Moulin Rouge, <laughs> and then this is this, and like the next one, we're just gonna people are gonna need to hear us say like a six. So let's just make one up. We're, next we're just gonna have to pick a bad, like a notoriously bad movie musical. Like we'll just have to, you know, or at least get controversial. Have some hot takes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So there you go. Um, like, cool. you know, screw Little Mermaid. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's really about yeah. It's really about this. Oh my gosh. All right. So our next thing, let's talk about some of these musical numbers. So we do this section called numbers that we needed, numbers that we could do without, and numbers that you're going to fast forward to. Um, so with numbers that we needed, I mean that's kind of not applicable because this wasn't based on our previous musical, and well, it kind of was, but it wasn't. Um, so I, I didn't have anything for that. Did you? You didn't have anything for that, did you? No. Yeah, so forget that. Um, but numbers that we could do without. Now, this this soundtrack is much more extensive than I thought it. I remembered it being. So I was oh, like, oh, it's God, very extensive. Very extensive. So there were a couple candidates for okay. me. I was like, you know what? Maybe that not that song. Like the opening song of the movie that he sings eh, mm-hmm. wasn't great. Uh, but my choice was Alibi because I was just like, meh. Like, I, oh, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't crazy about it. But did you have anything for numbers that we could do without? Um. I think that just the the quintessential like pop alley numbers mm. were like why you why you doing that to me why do you why did you do that to me yep. <laughs> whatever it is it's just it sounds like my record player is skipping when it's on um I'm like bitch I don't know like you know what I'm saying like I don't but anyways um, no but yeah so 
that one I can do without because mm-hmm. she can do without it. <laughs> right. um, the song that you mentioned, though, Alibi, is so Georgia music festival. I cannot begin to tell you. Like, it sounds like my home. It sounds. Wow. Okay. So it, it was very like as much as I was like ah, over it. I was like, this is good because it's real. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Number you're going to fast forward to. Ooh. Um, always remember you this way. I, I, I cry my eyes out and try to belt it in every room of my home. Um, that's the one that I think I skipped to the most. What about you? Yeah, me too. Actually, I, that's exactly what I, I put down. Um, again, just I, I just love moments that are just going to make me feel everything, so to speak, and that's just one of them. And yeah, I'm if I've got five minutes, I'm going right to that moment, hundred yeah. percent. Um, so wow, there you go. No, um, no, easy. All right, so let's give out some awards for Star Wars. Okay. Tough choices all around. Um, the Julia Award, which is given to who we feel is the best singer in this movie. I think we have to go with Sam Elliott. I think that we really need to give him the, the respect. His, his grumbling. I mean, I, I know. I had to watch this movie with subtitles because I couldn't. The first time I saw it was I didn't have subtitles. Couldn't right. understand half the dialogue. Uh, so... You know what? There is a fine line, and actually I was talking to someone else about this, between an accurate accent and then an understandable one. Mm. Because in theater, we're taught, like, I still have to know what you're saying. And right. I think in film, we don't say that enough. Like, when people are doing it, it's like, oh, yeah, that that sounds good. It's like, who gives a crap if the script isn't, like, if, if we're not, you know, getting to read it. So I agree with you. That was kind of difficult. But as far as the best singer in the movie we've heard lady gaga with tony bennett we've heard her with she's at the top of her field i think that in this case i have to give it to bradley cooper because he really blew me away with his ability to play guitar and piano and sing in a like voice of his own it was just awesome yeah definitely definitely i mean i i mean i gave it to gaga because i was just like it's Gaga, but I like what I like what you said better because it's just with Bradley, you're not expecting it, and mm-hmm. um, that was a, a incredibly pleasant surprise. So I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. So the Russell Crowe Award, which is usually given to the least great worst singer, I, I couldn't I couldn't put anybody down for this award. Like it's just I don't think so. Two people that sing in the movie, and that's it. So like, you're right. I don't I think that. Yeah, I don't think that there is one. Am yeah, I wrong? I don't. I don't feel that. Yeah, no. If, if we're wrong, folks, tell us. But um, I don't. I don't think you. I don't think you can put the Russell Crowe word. But if we're doing Les Mis soon, um, oof. Like, do we give Russell Crowe the Russell Crowe word? I don't know. That's a. Oh, have to. That's a problem to solve later on. Um, Ugh, how do you solve a, a problem like Russell? Russell Crowe, exactly. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Bumlin Award. Now, this is a word that we give to a secondary character, a background. Um, artist, an extra that just steals our focus, and we just say, "Oh my gosh, that person's amazing!" It's named after the character of Bumlet from Newsies. If you watch Newsies, <laughs> he's the guy who's spinning on the fan at the end of King of New York, and he lands and he like opens up the paper and he's like, "Blah." Um, so I wanted to name an award after him because then you can't take your eyes off of him for the rest of the movie. Um, so Grace, who gets your Bumlet Award for Star Award? So, ah. Uh... I can't say it's Anthony Ramos. I will be served divorce papers. So in this case, I think that actually what I'm going to do is say a, a cameo performance that I wasn't expecting at all, 
which oh. is Linnell, who is a famous comedian. She is an awesome stand-up. And Linnell appears in the grocery store as the cashier when they're buying the pack of peas for oh. her, her busted eye. And I screamed at the ears. I was like, Linnell! <laughs> I got so excited because it's so cool that <laughs> she had this silly role. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that that was super cool. And then I really, I, I kept wanting more of the Willem and Shangela cameo that they did uh, in the drag bar. Yes. Their performances were so funny. Like everything that they were saying, you could tell was off the cuff. Um, you can tell when they're on Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race, that they are that funny indeed. Mm -hmm. So you can tell their improvised scenes were like money. So yeah, I would give it to all three of them. Yeah, it's it was a tough choice for me. Um, initially, I was going to give it to Anthony Ramos because you know he was great, and but now that I've heard the the contempt that you have uh, for him, I'm changing my vote. Um, honestly. I mean, a couple people were like, you know, Dave Chappelle was up there for me. I was like, oh, Dave Chappelle, like, hey. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to say Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, how do we feel about Dave Chappelle? I feel a little different about him today than I did yesterday, but yeah. put it that way. Um, also, another guy that I loved in this movie was uh, Barry Shabaka Henley, who played uh, Little Feet, um, who is one of uh, Andrew Dice Clay's friends. Yeah. Uh, he was in um, – one of my favorite movies called The Terminal. It's a Tom Hanks film. Oh, um, no, no, no. I'm fully aware of Diego Luna's performance oh. in The Terminal. <laughs> Dirty Wait, Dancer 2. How many oh, times have mentioned Dirty Dancer I didn't know if that was another script that you read with The Terminal. <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's amazing with, like, Gael Garcia Bernal and, like, all of his stuff. And, yeah. yeah. There you go. The so love, love that. But I, I, I got to give it to Brandy Carlisle for being in this movie. Cause, wow. Yeah. Brandy Carlisle. Like I saw, yeah. just like you with Linnell, I saw Brandy Carlisle. I was like, Brandy! Uh, and I've been a fan yeah. of hers for years. And um, so, yeah, it was really cool to see her. So she gets she gets my bum on the word. But I'm so glad to hear you pick Linnell because that that reaction is mm -hmm. exactly exactly what the bum on the word should be. It's like that's, yeah. that's a perfect uh, iteration of that. So like, <laughs> last question I have, and it seems kind of silly to ask this because <laughs> given the movie that we're talking about, but should this get a remake? <laughs> Should we get a fifth Star is Born 20 years from now? I, because I, I kind of laughed because we, you know, we always ask this question. And I was like, hmm, should I get a remake in 30 years? Will I be in this with my husband? And it'll be directed by Richard Linklater? For sure. For sure. Will it maybe be Beanie Feldstein and Joan? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think that this can always be remade. And I think that just with each iteration, it kind of says some stories are okay to be told over and over and over again. Don't reinvent the wheel. I think that, yeah, I think it's, I think it's good to go. Yeah. I think as long as you're doing different genres of music next time, like why not go mm -hmm. into R and B a little bit more? Why not go into, well, they have, aren't there? Anyway, um, why not do um, like, wasn't Diana Ross in a movie called star? Yeah, but I don't think it's in the I don't, I, at this not, point doesn't like, count. Okay. of oh, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah. but like maybe maybe go into like the hip hop community. Maybe go into um, Shakira like that that music. I think would be really really cool to yeah. hear a Starsborn with that industry. I mean, who knows? But yeah, you're right. I, I think would happily sit down for a Lizzo, a Starsborn. Oh my God, a Lizzo! <laughs> Can you imagine Childish Gambino and Lizzo. Stop. Are we Done. on something? I think Day one, I'm there. Yeah. I'm going to tweet, tweet that out. Lizzo, Star is Born. Let's Here do we it. Go. 
Yeah. Um, so I think we're both on board. Yeah, please remake this as many times as you want. Just make sure it's good. Make sure it's yeah. good. And maybe less depressing next time. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it just gets worse and worse. It becomes a Zoloft commercial. We're like, where did we get? How did we get here? Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for this podcast. But Grace, before we head off into the sunset for this one, anything you want to plug? Anything coming up that you want to promote? Oof. Um, I am doing my solo show to free a mockingbird after a sold out Atlanta fringe, uh, week, if you will, I'm doing it in November on November 5th at the Gotham storytelling festival at the crane theater. And I will put all of this in my Instagram, Twitter. If you follow me, Gracie, G R A C I E A K I on Instagram, I post too much like and follow. There you go. I love it. And folks, you can listen to this podcast and all of our podcasts on the Onstage blog. I can't even talk. The Onstage Blog Podcast Network and onstageblog.com, uh, where we have over, I think, now a dozen podcasts on the network. It's crazy. Uh, we're adding more basically every single month. People are just coming out of the left and right wanting to showcase their podcasts on here. So um, basically, we've got everything. We actually just started a Supernatural podcast. So for those fans of the TV show Supernatural, we actually Stop. have a <laughs> My mom was just at Dragon Con in Atlanta. Say no more. There you go. So, I mean, she'll be on it right there. So, there you go. Um, so, yeah, definitely check that out. But, Grace, thank you so much. Yes, of course. Anytime. I'm so glad to be on all, all the time. And you guys are going to hear more about our hot takes. That's going to be great. I can't wait. We're going to tr- we're gonna trash everything next, next podcast. <laughs> so. All right, folks. We'll see you right here next week on the movie Musical Shakedown. Have a good one. Love is like oxygen. Love is a many splendid thing. Love lifts us up where we belong. All you need is love.